I'm Dr. Brian Goldman, host of the CBC podcast, The Dose. Each week, we answer vital health questions that will help you thrive, like, what does my mental health have to do with my gut? How can I prevent melanoma? How much sleep do I really need? And how can I manage my health without a family doctor? I chat with the top experts to bring you the latest evidence in plain language, all in about 20 minutes. Find The Dose on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Ian Hanna-Mansing. Welcome to Checkup's Ask Me Anything podcast and the topic this week, airplane etiquette for passengers. People who hog the armrest, people who eat smelly food on a flight, <laughs> people who are, well, they have poor hygiene, they don't smell good, or maybe they've even put on too much perfume. I know a lot of women that travel with their babies or fathers that travel with their children, and it's not always an easy experience for them or for the people around them. I don't like feet near bare feet anywhere near my space on the plane. A lot of people put their feet up. If you're a frequent flyer, you may feel like bad behavior on flights is getting worse. And there are some numbers to back that up. The International Air Transport Association says that unruly passenger incidents rose 47 percent last year compared to the year before. So with many of you traveling this time of year, that's the focus of this week's Ask Me Anything. I was joined by two guests. Kat Jones is a flight attendant based in Calgary. She worked for 10 years as a commercial flight attendant with WestJet and now works on corporate flights. And Rand Randall McDonald is an etiquette expert and a frequent traveler himself. He's in Edmonton. Here are a few highlights from the show. Okay, Kat, let's get the flight attendant perspective. You, you made a really good point talking to our producer about, you know, a mom with a, a, a baby that was crying a lot and people around complaining. And, uh, and, and you pointed out there the etiquette breach wasn't the mother or the, certainly not the baby. It was the people who were kind of hostile towards them. A hundred percent, yes. And that's in that specific incident, this young mom was traveling alone. And uh, for any parents who've traveled with children, we know that that can be extra stressful, especially if there's unexpected delays. And I think in this uh, particular incident, we were delayed, and it wasn't it wasn't the smoothest kind of operation that day. And so the baby was very upset and the women in front of the mom were were being very, very hostile towards her to the point where the mom wasn't comfortable sitting in that area anymore. And so we had to intervene as a crew to make sure she was okay. And you had to pass on a note, I think, from the captain telling the complainers to, to quiet down. Exactly. So uh, in that situation, when you get to that point where, especially if there's words exchanged and uh, in a hostile way, and there's kind of verbal harassment happening, we have the, we have the opportunity as a crew um, and the, to our discretion to um, hand over a notice from the captain. And that's essentially just uh, a, a notice saying you are required to follow crew uh, instructions and if you're not willing to kind of dissolve this situation and 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 get back on track, then we're going to have to take possible legal action. Uh, Sylvia Vilches is in Victoria. Hi, Sylvia. Hi, how are you? Good, good. What is your etiquette 
question or or uh, or complaint about flying? Yeah, I fly for work uh, maybe a month, every month or every maybe a little bit more. And recently, I've had two experiences where um, men sitting next to me um, have been on their phones and they have been um, adjusting their underwear um, a lot, and it's been very uncomfortable. And um, when I'm stuck on the window side, I don't really want to call the flight attendant and sort of shout across the people who are sitting there about Mm -hmm. what I think is going on. And so what I think with Internet available on the planes now, this is going to continue to happen. And so what do the airlines want you to do in that situation and what should happen at the policy level. Like, I, I don't know where to go with this. Yeah. So Sylvia, I, I appreciate your discretion because, you know, it's it's <laughs> mid-afternoon here in British Columbia yes. and there are people in their cars with probably kids on there. So we don't, so I appreciate that. We don't want to get too explicit, but but let's be clear enough so that listeners understand what the issue is. I, I, I think that that your issue is that you've actually run into this. Now, I, I fly too much and I'm trying to reduce that, <clears throat> but I've not seen this, but but you you've seen people who are watching, you know, pornography on their screen and and you feel like they may be, you know, like uh, doing things uh, while while they're watching that, right? Yes. I'm not, okay. like, I can't, yeah. I don't know if it's pornography or not because oh, okay. I don't want to, like, get into their lap and look at what they're looking at. Yeah, fair enough. I get that. Uh, but, but okay, so, so listen, let, let's go to both Kat and Randall. Uh, Kat, from an airline perspective... Um, there, I guess there are two issues here. The, the first one is, well, in fact, let me ask this in, 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 in two parts. So Kat, first of all, if Sylvia is on your plane and she's concerned mm-hmm. about this uh, and she's in a window seat, so she's like way over there. So as she talks to you, it might be right across, you know, the, the person who's, who she's complaining about. How should she handle that? I would find a safe time when the seatbelt sign is off to, to approach the crew in the galley. Uh, and 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 let them know because that's a hundred percent inappropriate. That's something that um, if if you had suspicion that there was uh, that type of content being played, um, then we would that would be a, a situation where we would kind of investigate further and mm-hmm. and and intervene for sure. And and do, Kat, do you ever have you ever run into any situation like that? I have, yes, and. Oh. Yeah, it happens more than you think. Well, unfortunately, if it, if, if it happened once, <laughs> if it happened once, that's more than I would think. So that that's uh, incredible. And so on. So let's go on to the second part of this, Cat. To, to Sylvia's wider question, what about uh, from a policy perspective? What what can she do to bring? Like, is it worth her time to contact the airline? I would I would say it, it's it's worth it. Just the more data and information that they have, the better. I would I would think. I mean, I don't I don't work for them anymore, so I don't necessarily represent them. But uh, I would I would definitely think it's worth just putting in putting it into their system so that they know that this is happening. And then that would, you know, perhaps instigate some more uh, training for for the crews, some more awareness around kind of how to deal with that Mm -hmm. and so forth. And now there's there's a separate issue again, like drawing on my experience as somebody who flies you know, um, I was watching Succession on a flight on with the the screen on the back of the seat, and there's some scenes in Succession that I suddenly thought, 
oh man, like I do not want to be watching this in public. And anyone who can see my screen, uh, like if they're not, if they don't know the show and they're not paying attention to what I've been watching before and after, they must be thinking, what is that guy seeing on his screen? So, and and that's like the airline provided um, stuff on there. Uh, Randall, I don't know if you want to weigh in on this issue at all, but uh, any comment from an etiquette perspective? Well, and again, I completely agree. I think uh, what you do is you, at the appropriate moment, get up, uh, go to the back of the plane, uh, speak with the, the crew uh, directly. I guess I would also caution um, about making sure that what you're seeing going on is actually uh, happening because uh, it could create quite an uncomfortable situation for you, uh, for the passenger. Um, I might also suggest that uh, when you're speaking to the crew, just see if there's an option to maybe change seats. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be alerted to what's happening. Uh, and then if you can just move the seats, perhaps they can uh, handle it that way. Uh, one of the things the airlines might be able to do, and I think alerting the airlines is a great idea, um, just like you can put um, – blocks on your TV as to what your kids can access. Uh, I would think that if airlines are starting to see this, that they should, would be able to put the same sort of block on adult content onto their Wi-Fi systems. Yeah. Uh, Although I'll bet that uh, the Wi-Fi, at least the Wi-Fi that I've used on a plane, I don't think you can watch video on it. So it's probably something that they've downloaded and is on their uh, device. Uh, Paul Barre is calling from Winnipeg. Hi, Paul. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I feel like my question is going to be really boring compared to Sylvia's that she just asked. <laughs> no, you know what? But, I, um, first of all, not boring and also widely applicable. So, <laughs> so thanks for calling and please go ahead. So I, like you, Ian, I fly a lot, probably every three weeks. Um, one thing that I, that I see periodically, and I'm not going to weigh in with my own opinion, I just until our panel has had a chance to answer, but... Fully reclining seats in economy class. I'd like both of your uh, guests to answer whether that's a faux pas or whether that should be perfectly acceptable. Okay, Paul, stay on the line because you deserve to uh, weigh in as well. So we will come back to you, but let's reverse order of questions from last time around. But I will go to both of you. Randall McDonald, how do you feel about reclining seats in economy? Well, I guess I have two uh, thoughts. Uh, My first thought is um, if it's a domestic flight, um, under three hours, I don't see any reason for you to recline your seat. Um, as we know, seats uh, in economy have gotten quite small. Um, so I don't see any reason that you would need to recline. If you do feel the need that to recline, you absolutely must uh, put your seat back in the upright position if food is being served or people are consuming food, because that is so rude and so uncomfortable. Hey, my name's Jamie Poisson, and I'm the host of FrontBurner. It's the CBC's daily news podcast. And every day we're discussing the big events and fault lines shaping Canada and the world. Politics, economics, social movements, you name it. Sometimes we even talk about really fun stuff like the enduring relevance of Lord of the Rings. You can hear FrontBurner on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope people follow the Randall McDonald rule and at three hours and one minute. So perhaps from Vancouver to Toronto's over Winnipeg, all of a sudden, all the seats recline. We'll see how that goes. Cat uh, Jones. Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Everybody shifts back. That's right. And and they'll all blame Randall. Cat um, Jones, how do you feel about uh, reclining uh, seats in, in, in economy? So this is a, a 
a bit of a debate even internally with crew as well. Uh, prior to this uh, being on today, I was talking to a lot of my friends and colleagues about this and, and kind of what, what might come up. And this was definitely one of them. And my, my thought is that if, if you have the ability to recline your seat or use the air vent or have a light, like if there is a service item available to you on a, on a flight, you are entitled to use it. I do think so. But I would echo Randall with the uh, eating portion and just having that consideration because the fact of the matter is, is that you are sharing your seat back with the person behind you. It's not just yours. Um, you know, their, their entertainment is there often, you know, their tray table, obviously with the, with the consuming of, of food and drink. And then, and then, you know, we've seen laptops uh, get, you know, broken when, when somebody jolts their seat back unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. and so for me, I think it more comes down to the, the courtesy of the, to the person behind you. And in all of my time traveling personally, I've never had an issue reclining my seat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a recliner, you know, a self-professed recliner. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I just turn around, you make eye contact with the person behind you and you say, Hey, I'm a little uncomfortable. Do you mind if I recline my seat? And I've never had an issue. Okay. So yeah, for me, yeah. it's more around that conversation. I was just going to say that that is fantastic advice though, right? And uh, and it's just the people who's suddenly, well, so let me tell you something. First of all, I've never reclined my seat in economy ever because I do feel like it's going to encroach on the space in behind. So whatever, that's just me. Uh, but the other thing is, is that other times like a seat will recline in front of me like it's an ejection seat on a jet fighter. Like it just happens so fast. And I just think, yeah, like if somebody actually turned around and asked first, that would be uh, fantastic. Uh, let's go. Oh, yeah. Let me go back to uh, to Paul uh, in Winnipeg, who who started this interesting conversation. What is your uh, strategy, uh, Paul, when it comes to reclining a seat? So I think both of our panelists that should be a video that's played before the flight even leaves. Yes, I think that's fantastic. Yes, what they said. Um, I, the ejection seat is the issue that I have. I, I remember there was some TV commercial um, that was sort of showing a social mores in a public space. And every, every little vignette was showed. And one of them was somebody reclining their seat. And they re you could see them look behind, and they reclined it about one inch. And that was it. And I'm a one-inch recliner. That, mm -hmm. That's about as far as I'll go on any flight. Um, so I, I appreciate what they've said. And I think, I think the point uh, that Kat said about just being mindful that you share the space with the person behind you, for goodness sake, like uh, make eye contact and tell them, you know, I'm going to recline this if it's okay with you. I, I think that's fantastic. And, and I hope that um, millions of people hear this. Yeah, well, and so to the video, I was actually going to make that point before you did. So thank you for doing that. You imagine if, if, if the major airlines, you know, hired and they can choose their person, like Seth Rogen or Ryan Reynolds, and they did kind of a lighthearted video with a few bits of uh, etiquette, including, you know, how to recline your seat. I think that would, uh, that would just make it more comfortable for all of us. I agree. Okay. Thanks all right. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making your call. I really appreciate it. Allison Hamill is in Victoria, British Columbia. And Allison, you have a great point that you're raising. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good as well. And uh, so what's your, uh, your comment or question? 
Sorry, my dogs are just No barking. problem. <laughs> Um, I have flown my whole life as uh, an airline employee's daughter, um, and my only thing is I really hate when the people sit right on the aisles and go straight to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, if you're going to fall asleep, warn me. I'll switch seats. I don't care. <laughs> I just need to pee multiple times throughout the flight. Yeah, okay, so I, I have a response to that, but let's go to the experts. Cat, uh, uh, well, just respond to Allison, Cat. I mean, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but again, I just, I'm such an advocate for making friends with the people that you're going to be spending that, that time with, especially in such close quarters. And if, in in that situation, Allison, I, I would probably warn the person that I am uh, in in the window of and just say, hey, you know, I'm going to use the washroom a lot. So if you fall asleep, I'm going to have to wake you up. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> kind and, of just give them the heads up. <laughs> yeah. And I do the flip side, actually, is if, first of all, I, I don't really sleep on planes. But but I always do say to if I'm on the aisle seat, which is where I try to be, I say, listen, if I'm asleep and you guys need to, you know, go past, tap me on the shoulder just so they don't feel any discomfort or anything. And they can they can do that. OK, I'm going to get one more call here and then go Go to each of you one last time. And Sean Callahan is in Bellevue, Newfoundland and Labrador. Hi, Sean. Hey there, Ian. Uh, thanks for calling. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. My very serious question is, uh, why are people permitted to bring pets on planes when they're not service animals? When you bring pets in the planes, there are so many people with serious pet allergies and you get to 35,000 feet. And there's no way on the plane to, to help that person, even if they have an EpiPen, they can get into serious trouble. Uh, and uh, these pets are allowed then to be taken out of the pet carriers, and they smooth them down, and they want you to love them as much as they do. But if I have a severe <laughs> allergy, I, I, I literally want to, want to put my four paws on the ceiling and get away from them. So. <laughs> That's a great cartoon image of trying to get four paws on the ceiling. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sean. We're going to let, let, let me go back to our uh, our two experts here. And I'm not going to ask you uh, to comment on airline policy, but maybe just whatever you want to say about uh, uh, etiquette and uh, pets on board. And uh, each of you have about 30 seconds. Kat, first uh, to you. Well, first of all, I know for sure pets aren't allowed above their kennels at all. So mm -hmm. that's a no-no. But um, I would, I, I, I'm in agreement. And I, I feel like, again, that just is, if you have the allergy, alert the airline staff and it will be manifested and then they will try and accommodate accordingly. That's all right. And Randall, pets on board? Uh, completely Completely agree. I, I love pets, uh, but they should not be out of their kennels. And definitely it's about communicating as well. Uh, and if you don't alert the, the airline prior to boarding, make sure that if you see a pet coming on board, you alert them to see if they can maybe uh, change seats for you. All right. Last comment to each of you and 30 seconds each. And uh, Randall, let me start with you. Okay, so here's my big pet peeve. Stop taking so much carry-on on board. Carry-on <laughs> is supposed to be for that emergent item. Pay the $25 or $50, check your luggage so that people can bring on what they're supposed to bring on and the boarding process will go much smoother. Kat, last 30 seconds to you. From a crew perspective, please take out your earbuds when you're ordering your drinks. Thank you. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, this has uh, been fantastic. You guys uh, are very thoughtful about your advice. And I really do think that people who have been listening will be better passengers for what you've said. And I really do think that people should pass on the uh, links to this show to uh, the unruly, or not unruly, but just the, the less than perfect passengers that they may know. Kat Jones and Randall McDonald, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. That was a portion of Cross Country Checkup's AMA about airline etiquette and bad passengers. I was joined by Kat Jones, a flight attendant in Calgary, and Randall McDonald, who's an etiquette expert in Edmonton. If you'd like to listen to yesterday's full two-hour edition of Cross Country Checkup, you can stream the podcast on the CBC Listen app. And if you want to share comments or appear on the show, you can go to cbc.ca slash aircheck. I'm Ian Hanamansing. Thanks for listening. The next live edition of Checkup airs on CBC Radio, CBC News Network, and CBC News Explore next Sunday. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.